now it's time for tip-a-sodes with quick tips you should know techniques you can implement into your workflow right here on a tale a tale oh yeah a tale of two hygienists welcome back everyone to this week's tip episode i wanted to talk about something that has been weighing on my mind for the last week since i had a conversation with my brilliant and insightful friend michelle hudson And the conversation that we had was revolving around, of course, dental hygiene and the state of the dental hygienist and what we want for the profession and how can we improve it and just all of the things that we want. And one of the things that she mentioned was that she wishes that every hygienist graduating would be coming out with a bachelor's degree or a four-year degree. And truthfully, I couldn't agree more. Many of the programs have so many prerequisites and they are so close to having enough credit hours to award a bachelor's degree that it just seems ridiculous that they're not. I think my brother, when he went back, he only had one course that he needed to take over the summer, super easy distance learning. And then he applied for that course completion and it was done. So why isn't that the default? Why isn't a bachelor's program default for everybody across the profession? Well, other programs, of course, don't have that same number of prereqs to get in. I think a lot of people have the same core competencies and their preferences, but then there are other programs who expand upon that to get them a lot further along that path to getting a bachelor's degree. But every path has to be the same. So their path to completion would be much different and probably a lot longer. So setting aside the obvious that for many programs, it really wouldn't take that much more effort to convert to a bachelor's degree program, is it even necessary for a hygienist to have one? Will the everyday practicing clinician think, man, this is such a waste of time and money, right, to take those extra few classes? because I don't make any more money by having a bachelor's program. I don't do any different set of skills with a bachelor's degree. And, you know, those who came before me that only have a two-year degree are, we're essentially in the same boat. So in spite of all of that, I still contend that yes, it is necessary. It is necessary to have a four-year degree program. How many times have we seen in publications or from dental forums that hygienists are basically assistants, right? Because we only went to two years of school. And I love, by the way, how convenient it is that the doctors mentioned, well, I had eight years of schooling and you only had two. They just completely disregard all of the years of school that we do for our prerequisite programs because it is not recognized by the two-year hygiene degree. So if for nothing else, earning the respect of our peers is a great reason to mandate that we all attend a four-year program. When the DA asks, why do we get paid so much? We will have yet another arrow in our quiver of responses to that. And while it's a weird mental issue for managers and doctors, they will at least give us a skoshy bit more respect and probably a skoshy bit less hostility when they go to pay our wages or when we ask for a raise. They will probably be just a little less snarky about it. So another thought, though, is... And this one's not going to go over well. I know this one's not going to go over well, but it's it's still something that has been coming up a lot lately. I think we as a profession, we just need to level up. You think about the generations who have gone before us and what a huge difference in the clinical output is of today's hygienists. I think that there has probably never been a better time for more accurate diagnoses of disease than now. I think that we have a lot more co-diagnosing of oral lesions and cancers. I think that there's never been a better time where we understand the oral systemic connection. But on the other hand, I'd also say that there are probably less complaints 
of that generation of always being on their cell phone, not helping out in sterilization areas, not helping out their team, being selfish. I would wager that the role of the dental hygienist in today's office looks vastly different than it did before. It used to be more, quote, professional. And sure, I know that in many cases, the RDH of today is looked at as more of a hired gun than an integral part of the team. And when we aren't made to feel that we are part of that team, that vital team member, when we're not considered to be part of that, our loyalties can go way out the window. I don't say it's right or wrong. It's just that's what happens. But if we had a standard of excellence with a four-year degree as a minimum, maybe we could bring back that feeling as being part of a profession rather than just a worker be at a random place of working. All right. So legislation, this is a topic that I feel very passionate about. It's not, it's not the boring kind of legislation, but maybe it is. I, just hear me out and then you can let me know if this is boring or not. But I love that I've been around so many board members from various states for the last seven years or so. The overwhelming majority of dental board members are dentists. And it's really interesting for me to see kind of what makes them tick. Because from afar, when we are talking about, oh, the, the state dental board, the state dental board, it's like this nameless, faceless being that's just hovering above the state that tells us what to do or gets people in trouble or whatever. But that's just so not true. They are individual human beings doing these things. And so when we look at this, they're just not that much different than you or me. And one of the main drivers for changes in rules or law is necessity. So if these board members think that there's a need for more people who can scale teeth in their state, they're going to write into rule or, or law something that opens up that ability because they feel it's a need. Many of these board members are just everyday dentists who truly do not mean any harm to anyone else. They just want to solve the problem. And to them, that seems like a pretty simple solution. Remember, their bigger picture is to protect the public. In their mind, if they don't have someone who can scale teeth, they are not doing their job. And so they are trying to create enough people who can do this task to protect the public. Now, by no means do I mean that every single board member feels this way, okay? But I would say overwhelmingly from the ones I've met, they do feel this way. Now let's look at it from our shoes, right? So in a similar sentiment on our end would be that we see the value of not having to get up, go grab the doctor, let them know that we're ready for an injection, wait for them, then have to wait for the patient to feel numb, get the doctor again if they, the block didn't take or whatever. It's just so inconvenient and inconsistent. And so we saw the benefit of having that rule changed. And so we lobbied for those changes. It was allowed to happen. It just so happens that also the doctor saw the benefits in most states. So they were also on board and it totally worked out. So in a kind of a different vein, though, another reason that you know, there are changes in legislation is for protection or preservation of their way of life. Again, these board members are just people too, right? So if you and I were in their shoes and we felt like there was a group coming after us to take over our livelihood so that we could not support our family anymore, we would be super on guard too, right? And you're thinking, so Andrew, why are we talking about legislation giving dentists the benefit of the doubt? Because history has shown it that we can affect change in laws when we are on the same side of the, as the doctor's. And we should be taking a page out of their playbook by adding language to bills that would specifically limit the ability of certain roles and responsibilities to be delegable to only highly qualified individuals, similar to like what they do. And if we have a four-year degree minimum, we satisfy that requirement in many cases to protect our ability and the right to serve the public. 
Now, this is where the curveball comes in because that is how it has traditionally been done. But a newer trend, something that's actually a little bit scary, but a newer trend that has been happening across the country is that special interest groups are bypassing state dental boards and going straight to legislators. So generally, the state boards are giving the ability to regulate their profession through power given to them by the state secretary of health or a similar role. Now, these special interest groups are now going straight to that person, that secretary of health or uh, whoever's in that similar role. I think it would be very super, super, super beneficial for hygienists to have a four-year degree so that in the case where we need to appeal not only to the dental boards, but now to these special interest groups and now to legislators directly, we have a stronger leg to stand on because at least the dental boards from our states probably really do know our education level. The things about, oh, they only have a two-year degree generally isn't the dental boards. It's the everyday dentist. But these representatives from the special interest groups are everyday people. They absolutely have no idea what our education entails. And so it's going to be even less than what these dental boards are. So unfortunately, because they will have zero understanding of the amount of education that we have in our quote-unquote two-year degree, they're not going to probably be on our side. They're not going to take time to research it. So it's really a good idea to have a four-year degree for that purpose. So my last thought on why we should have this mandated, and it, it, it's very simple. It just gives us more opportunity in the world. Not everyone can practice clinically for 40 years. Not everyone even wants to. And a four-year degree just opens that many more doors. Joanne Gorenlian came on the show several years ago talking about some similar things. And I think that she has a probably a more eloquent way of talking about this than even I do. So if you wanted to go back and give that a listen, there's going to be a link in the show notes, or if you wanted to scroll and scroll and scroll, it's episode 115. So kind of in summation, I really think that it's a great idea to have a four-year degree. I would love for it to be mandated, but no, I do not think that it's on the cusp of being mandated anywhere anytime soon. There are just too many people playing the whole politics for that to happen. And if you listen to this, and you're on the fence and you're like, well, Andrew, okay, it's not going to be professionally mandated, but like for me personally, should I get it or should I not get it? I really hope that you'll do some research and find a program that will help you make that smart decision because there are ways to be able to finish that degree, do that degree completion program that really won't put you that much out of pocket money-wise and doesn't really take that much time in the grand scheme of things. I haven't ever heard anyone say that they regretted taking those extra classes but I've heard plenty of people say that they regretted not doing it sooner. So if you have any thoughts or questions about this topic, send me an email, andrew at a tale of two hygienists.com. I really appreciate you all. Thank you so much for listening and have a great weekend. A tale of two hygienists.